This is episode 30 of the Coffee Break podcast with our guest, Ryan Estes. He is really highly recognized keynote speaker, travels all across the country and all across the world, as a matter of fact, sharing business insights and practices. He's also a business coach, got a lot of experience, and you're going to hear a lot of that today in the conversation. So if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe so that you can get the latest episode of the Coffee Break podcast each week when it's released every Tuesday. Now sit back. Grab a nice hot cup of coffee and join us for this week's episode of the Coffee Break Podcast. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. All right, welcome back. Thank you for uh, being with us today, Ryan. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. We were just talking a few minutes ago. You were you just flew in last night, so you're just a, a quick turnaround. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Yeah, quick turnaround. I uh, had the, the great privilege of opening a conference yesterday in St. Louis called Destinations International. We had about sixteen hundred uh, tourism and hospitality executives. Uh, uh, kicking off a three-day event in St. Louis, and then I am turning this around and heading right to Puerto Rico uh, first thing in the morning for a big event down there with an insurance partner. So on uh, on the move to uh, close out July. So it's good. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I, we first were made aware of you um, a couple of years ago at the Medico Security Center Conference with Asa Abloy. Uh, you did a keynote there, kind of closing out that. And I want to talk more about that in a few minutes, but that's kind of how we got uh, to know you a little bit uh, or, or aware of you and uh, reached out to you a couple of months ago to see if we could have a conversation on the, the podcast and really appreciate you taking time to do that. Uh, Great to be here. So one of the things we do on the podcast every week is a recurring segment, uh, Rapid Fire. We do five Rapid Fire questions, five randomly selected questions just to kind of get to know you a little better. You ready? Hit me. All right. Number one, if you could eat at only one restaurant forever, what restaurant would it be? Oh God! I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my favorite neighborhood restaurant here, Spoon and Stable. It's the best. They do it all: brunch, lunch, dinner. I mean, it's the best. So we'll go with that. Since it's about a hundred yards from my loft, so there you go. All right, number two. What is the best gift that anyone has ever given you? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I, I was given a book uh, in my early twenties called "Think and Grow Rich." And it changed my life, so I'll, I'll never forget that gift. Yeah. Huh? That's good. That's a that's a, the que- that question stumps a lot of people because it, you yeah. really have to think hard. That's a that's an interesting. All right, number three. If you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? Uh, procrastination, <laughs> because it extend extends my work day. So, I, you know, it's. I would say actually that's interesting. It's a combination of. Um, uh, distraction, which leads to procrastination. So uh, the, these things are dangerous, and and to get that uh, to cut that down, I've actually done some real tracking on my time. Uh, how many times I pick it up, where I'm spending my time, how often I'm scrolling through Instagram, and it's eye opening if you're not doing that. Yeah, so, it, it, there's a um, there's a book that I recently went through, Free to Focus, from Michael Hyatt, um, and he talks a lot about that, and and it it it. Uh, 
made me really think about that. I put some screen time limitations on my own device, and and it's a game changer. And when once you actually start looking at that data, it's like, oh my gosh, uh, that is. Oh yeah, I've wasted. They're addictive. Yes. All right. Uh, number four. What interesting skill do you want to learn? I am uh, about to learn, embark on learning how to surf. So I've got a five-day trip planned to Costa Rica, and we've got surf lessons scheduled every morning. So I was about to say, you're based out of Minnesota, right? Uh, yeah, we're not. You can lake surf here on the lakes, but we're gonna we're gonna do some real surfing in the ocean. So there you go. And then, last question: What is the craziest fashion trend that you ever rocked? <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was huge on the acid watch jeans in the late '80s, man. So that was you know that was fully me. <laughs> there you go. All right, you passed a score of 437, so uh, very good. Deal. We, we appreciate Thank you. Appreciate you playing. So going back into the conversation, uh, a couple of years ago at the Medico Security Center Conference with Asa Abloy, you came in and did the closing uh, keynote speech there, and I actually went through and pulled up all my notes uh, from that, that speech wow. that I had. Um, you were talking about... Um, Essentially, initiating uh, continuous reinvention. That was one of the, the yeah. points that you had. Uh, talk a little bit about how you're seeing that in the, in the small business environment, why it's relevant. You know, what, what is, I guess, what does that mean, first of all? Continuous reinvention. Yeah, so I, I think this is a huge one for small business owners, and it's very particularly relevant today. Um, you know, one of the things I see is that success breeds complacency. And it's so easy just to spend all your time working kind of um, in the business versus on the business and on yourself. I think that's a trap that a lot of entrepreneurs or small business owners get into, especially if they've had some degree of success. And so my, my point is that you have to have a foot in two worlds as a small business owner today. You have to have the drive to execute and perform given today's current competitive landscape and market marketplace reality while simultaneously maintaining the discipline to continue to reinvent yourself, take risks, make investment, conduct experiments, disrupt yourself before the competition and marketplace does it for you. And it is the balance of those two things that propel a business forward into the future. What are you seeing as you're traveling around the country talking with with folks and giving these speeches? What are you seeing the, the biggest reason why people, like, I, I guess, push away from that or struggle with that the most? Like, where, where does, what is the, the reason for it? Change is hard. Uh, And I I think naturally what comes up for people is this natural resistance or fear of failure that, you know, if we make that investment, it's not going to work out. If we move in this direction, there's too much risk associated with that. And you see the businesses, particularly small businesses that create breakthroughs, they take intelligent risks. They hedge, they mitigate it, they do their due diligence and research. Um, But the way I look at it is I always have to be conducting three little experiments in my business. And the goal of an experiment isn't to have big breakthrough success or create an additional revenue stream. It's to learn. So I have to continue to learn, test, get feedback and iterate. Success is iterative and it's a process. So I think it's, it's, it's just the way we're wired or conditioned to deal with change or getting uncomfortable. But for a small business owner today, you've got to get more comfortable being uncomfortable. That's when you grow, and that's the place you want to be. So conduct experiments all the time. Just try things out, see if it, see what works, and then and fix what doesn't. 
Yeah, I mean, you you got to try, you know, and, and, and part of it is, too, it's having a clear and compelling vision of the future. Um, you know, where do you want to be five years from now? Understanding that the world around you, the customers, the competitive landscape is constantly evolving. So you have, you have a clear and compelling vision, and then you look for areas of opportunity. You know, I'm te- doing a bunch of experiments with my marketing uh, strategy right now, and I think that's a big area of opportunity for a small business, right? The playing field is leveled. You know, you can connect with anybody, anywhere, influence relationships, elevate your reputation. I mean, I can compete in Bucharest, Romania with the biggest consulting companies in the world for a piece of business now right here from Minnesota as a small business owner. That's new, but I'm not going to get there if I'm not conducting experiments. Well, so. and it, it's very true. So just like for, to exemplify that, I mean, the, the reason that we're having this conversation right now is because I sent you a direct message on Instagram. You know, uh, it, it's, it. the, the reach is there. We, there was no other real mutual connection other than just a, hey, would you be willing to do this? So it the reach is out there. Like you don't have to be neighbors with somebody for this to happen. It's just no. working that system. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the reach. It's the relationships. But you know what you have to be doing? You have to embrace the tools and technology that are part of this communication revolution. And, and case in point, this is a very good example. So as a small business owner listening to this, you know, well, who have I connected with in, through direct message on Instagram? What podcast have I invited, been invited to be on? How, who is helping me move my message into the marketplace? And that's a pretty quick checklist. Just here a couple minutes into this podcast, we could say, wow, I'm not getting those opportunities. Why? And then maybe Maybe it's time to conduct an experiment. Yeah. So with that, we just just um, last week on the podcast, we had uh, actually one of our app developer was on and we were talking about the agile uh, methodology of app development and how it's try something, get it out there, get user feedback, and then fix what doesn't work and, and keep on going. So it's really, I think what you're talking about is very similar to that. It's just doing that in the business realm rather than just the development side. It is, and it's and it's a great way to for a small business owner to think, but it's it's contradictory, right? You know, so we've been conditioned where we want the recipe baked perfectly before we let anybody taste it, and that's just the world's moving too fast now. That that was the old way of thinking. And look, I come from a Fortune 500 company. There were processes and protocols and testing, and everything had to be just perfect. And then we talked to a customer about it, and that's dead. Um, that's that's actually a recipe for getting disrupted, which is exactly what happened in that business. But you have to move faster than that. And the, the advantage that a small business owner or an entrepreneur has is speed. Yeah. You know, it, it is. It's, it's you know, conduct the experiment, test, iterate, get feedback, adjust course. That's the way we need to work. So One of the things that you mentioned, and I don't want to give away your entire presentation, but I've got lots of notes here. One of the things that you Great. mentioned was schedule time to to do this reinvention. And I think that's one of the things you talked about. It really kind of spoke to me is that we talk about it a lot, but then you you get busy. You know, you walk out of that conversation and then it's, well, everything else has hit the fan. So where do we go from here? Yeah, that's I always say what gets scheduled gets done. So when I'm when I'm working with uh, or doing any executive coaching or working with an entrepreneur and I talk to them about their priorities. If anybody talks to me about innovation or time to work on the business, I just I just do a calendar inspection. I said, okay, if that's priority, let me let me look at your calendar, <laughs> and we can go over the last couple of weeks and pretty much map your time to your priorities. And so 
Um, you know, there, there's this thing called the five hour rule that a lot of entrepreneurs use. It's uh, scheduling five hours to work on yourself and your business each and every week. I think that's critical. I've embraced that. Uh, I also take sabbaticals. I take many sabbaticals. So this whole thing we talked about surfing and learning, uh, I'm, I'm off from August 7th to September 6th. And that's time to work on myself and the future of my business. Um, now, when I say off, that means I'm not going to be on the road speaking or do. I have no scheduled calls and no scheduled meetings. Sure. It doesn't mean I won't work, but the work product coming out of that is intended to map to the future. Yeah, that's very interesting. Going back to something <laughs> you were saying earlier about taking risk and, and all of those things. Have you read the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight? I have read the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. It's a great book. Great. Uh, I mean, every entrepreneur should read that. I, it is. It, I'm a. I'm. I'm almost finished with it. I'm in the uh, in the in the in the mid seventies right now uh, of the book, okay. but it really talks a lot about you know. It's, it's an interesting process, the struggles that they had for so many years, but it was constantly trying something and putting it out there and see what worked. And it was they 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 really worked on on taking risk for a bigger reward down the line. And I think that's really kind of speaks to what you're talking about a lot. Yeah. The, into, into that, in that book is baked in so much curiosity and courage, right? I mean, it's, he had this just kind of innate natural, I mean, at that time in the world for him to travel abroad and go explore things and just feel his own innate curiosity and, and then really believe that there was a better way and the courage and the, to kind of stay with, stay the course yeah. And it's, you know, so many, so many people give up in the red zone, right? You know, your breakthrough is right in front of you and you're taking on the pain and the water's coming in and you're under siege and your back's against the wall. If you, you just kept going. Uh, Seth Godin wrote a great book on that for uh, a great book called The Dip. It's, a, it's about knowing when to quit. Mm. And um, Phil Knight was obviously someone that, you know, he persevered through his dip and and yeah. you know, the, the rest the rest is history, as they say. One, one of the stories in there that really has stuck out to me was, um, and it's it's a simple thing where he he was talking about one of their their shoe the shoe lines that they were launching, and they it was kind of at this turn where people were actually starting to use shoes where where sneakers more for fashion and uh, more than just on the on the track or just for sport, and uh, and he realized it and he said, make that shoe in blue so it'll go with with jeans better and like that one little pivot and he said that they they had people begging on their hands and knees to get more and more shoes and it just it totally changed the trajectory of of a shoe line because they just changed the color of a shoe based off of watching what's happening in the market well i think i think that's a real important lesson for small businesses i tell a lot of small business owners you know the business you have today is not going to be the business you have in five years and whether it's a micro pivot or a massive overhaul, you've got to be paid. You have to pay close attention to the marketplace and let customers guide you on where to go. That's certainly been true for the iteration of my own business. And so a great action item for a small business owner out of that would be, do you have a cab, which is a client advisory board? Do you have four or five customers that you've asked to be participate with you as an, as a formal advisory so you can iterate and lockstep with what your customers need and want. It's a great customer retention tool, but it's also a strategy that helps you pivot and evolve your business consistent with what customers want in the future. It's just, and, and a lot of small business owners don't do it, but it's a great opportunity. 
I want to take a detour on that because this has been something that I've talked about wanting to do for the past several years and never taken action on it. Where, how do you see so a client advisory board having a, a having or a customer advisory board having people that you're doing work with come in and tell you what you're doing well and what you're not doing well so that you can improve on it. How do you see, I mean, have you seen businesses that have done it uh, in, in the small business realm that have done it successfully? And, and kind of what's, a, what's step one of that? I, I mean, so y- yes, I've seen small businesses do it well and do it extremely well and almost use it as a growth strategy. So the, the initial you know, advisory board, they were very carefully selected, but they became brand evangelists and they were very instrumental, those case studies and those relationships. In, in helping convince the next wave of customers and the next wave. And then, you know, you have a user conference and you can just see it, how perpetually it grows. But, but people get overwhelmed with, well, I don't know how to structure that. Keep it simple. You know, send four customers and you can do it right now. Send four customers an email, putting together a client advisory board, deeply respect your opinion and contribution, would love for you to participate. All that's required is a 30-minute conversation once a quarter where I can gain your insight perspective and you can help us iterate the business forward to be a better be a better vendor, provider, partner. That's it. And, you know, I always say my, my client advisors and my personal advisory board, the people I've asked to do it, I have access to some great thinking and, you know, the pay is free beer. So that's the that's the deal, man. Keep it simple. No, that's awesome. And go, going back to I, I just pulled up this uh, from from the notes from when you spoke before. Uh, pay attention to the opportunities that customers are using to make decisions. I think that's exactly what you were just talking about. That's it. That's it. Um, so moving moving into that, uh, one of the things that uh, that I think is was was instrumental in in listening to you before, and I want to kind of talk into some other talk about some of the other things that I know that you're you're out there uh, sharing. But one of the big things that I took away from the conversation that you had, I believe it was in Orlando, Florida, with uh, with us, was all of this information is great. All right, so we've got all these podcasts, we've got all uh, these conferences, we've got all this stuff coming at us, and we get we get ramped up. And the one statement that you made was, what do you do Monday morning at 8.01 when you get back home? Talk a little bit about that and your philosophy on that. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I attend about 80 conferences a year. Obviously, I do a lot of keynote speaking. And uh, so, you know, my point around being at these events where all this information is coming, where we're drinking out of a fire hose is that the most important minute of that investment is 8 or 1 a.m. when you walk back into your business. What are you going to go do and do differently? And it's so easy to set all of the notes and the ideas and the podcast and the workbook on the shelf and get right back into cleaning out your inbox and your email. And then none of that good thinking or knowledge tracks transfer gets put into practice. So my point is have an action plan. Pick two or three ideas from a learning experience that you can immediately implement to create momentum. Communicate around that. Rally people around that. Right. Be intentional about what you can disrupt inside your own business or what you can improve upon or make better or what experiments you're not conducting and have a plan about that. And you can't do every you can't do 74 things at once. Pick two or three things yeah. and take action on them. And that's kind of the point. So 
Hey, really hope you're enjoying this conversation with Ryan Estes. He is giving us lots of information. We've got more conversation coming up right after this. But I did want to take a few seconds to ask, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on whatever major podcast platform you're listening to. If you're on iTunes, make sure you give us a, a, a rating. Give us a five-star rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're listening to this, why not take a screenshot and share it out on any of your social media platforms, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and tag us at L-O-C-D-O-C-I-N-C. We'd love to hear from you and know that you're listening and uh, let other people know about this podcast as well. Somebody that may find this information valuable and we'd love to connect with you. Make sure you visit us online, lockdoc.net slash podcast. Now back to our conversation. So with, with all that said, you're traveling, you just said 80 conferences, you're, you're having these conversations. You're not just giving the same conversation over and over again. What no. is, what, what is the guy kind of the ultimate theme behind what your your kind of mission is what's your what are you trying to communicate to people adapt and thrive i mean that that's the that's the title of the the last ebook we published and it really is about having this help healthy appetite to to initiate uh change and to play offense and leverage this time of transformation as an opportunity. So, um, no, I want to. I want to help individual contributors maximize their potential. Right, become the best version of of who they are as 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 both entrepreneurs, sales professionals, or business leaders. Um, and then I want to help organizations prosper into the future. So, there's a lot. I mean, that's a that's a very broad, general theme. There's a lot that goes into that. And then we break it down based on the audience we're talking to. But at a high level, that's really the underlying message. And that's why we called our last publication, Adapt and Thrive. That's what we're talking about. Ryan, how did you get into this? What, what, what was the, the, the transformation from, I guess you talk a little bit about your history of, of what kind of yeah. got you so passionate about working with and developing businesses? Pain, <laughs> you know, the pain fueled my passion. So I was, uh, I was an executive for an advertising agency, um, and we were navigating the Great Recession. And I thought we just made some really un- unfortunate decisions, missteps that I, I personally disagreed with. And I, I saw, I saw an opportunity, but we had to do the things I'm talking about. We had to, we had to be bold and decisive and reinvent ourselves and take risks and venture into uncoded territory and transfer. And we didn't do any of those things. We retreated, resisted, got complacent, shut down, tried to cost cut our way to the future, all of the mistakes and missteps. And, you know, I just, I got to a point where I just decided for myself, you know, I'm not going to help run somebody else's business sideways for the sweet spot of my career. So I walked. Uh, January of 2009, which may have been the worst time to do it, I resigned and I started this business. And uh, I just, you know, it was through that experience that a lot of my thinking got uh, around change and change leadership got solidified because I saw the, you know, so I, I saw the repercussions of resistance to change. I, I felt them personally. I lived through four rounds of layoffs and it didn't have to be that way. Um, but what's interesting is a decade later, how the pace of change has accelerated. And these ideas are even more relevant and more critical for small business owners in, uh, in 2019 as we approach 2020. It's wild. So you had a front row seat to see some yeah. of that some of that resistance and now you're able to kind of communicate that to the people that are out there doing those and making those decisions now 
What are some things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis to stay sharp? You, you talked about taking some sabbaticals to kind of work on, work on yourself, but what are some things that, you, that you're doing and say, hey, these are things that are working for me to stay sharp, to stay active, so I know what's, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you just off the top of my head. I mean, you know, so and some of the things I've touched on. I mean, I have a I have a pretty disciplined morning routine. So, you know, I, I get up and I'm intentional about, you know, getting a, getting a little kind of time for meditation or, or you know, clarity. Uh, I do a little journaling. I have a gratitude practice. I have intention setting for the day. Uh, another another big routine of mine. I believe so much of success, the foundation of it. it's just little habits, right? You know, these, these kind of routines and rituals we perform consistently. Another one of mine is, um, you know, I'm I'm pretty focused on kind of mental and physical health this year. So um, five workouts a week that's scheduled. You know, I know I'm working out at four thirty today, and I take that I take that block of time as serious as any meeting with the CEO. Nothing will disrupt that. Um, and you know, that's just based on my schedule where I, where I fit that in. Um, you know, I talked about the advisory board stuff. I have a client advisory board. I have a personal advisory board too. So I think a lot of times as a small business owner, entrepreneur, the work can be isolating, right? You know, and I, I work alone a lot. I'm, whether I'm creating content, I'm writing or I'm traveling, you know, a hundred days a year by myself. Uh, so I have to have people that I can, you know, reach out to collaborate with. That's been essential for me. Uh, making time to read is important. And then these breaks, these built in, I, I, you know, they're not just vacations where I go to the beach and I drink margaritas. They're intentional. Right. So I'm, I'm using some of this time to work on myself and on my business versus just in the business. And I think those those are four or five things that have helped me navigate the last five years for sure. What are some things that you're reading now that you would recommend to uh, to those that are, are are watching or listening? Yeah, well, we talked about a book I, I read not long ago uh, called Shoe Dog, which is a great, great book. Um, I'll tell you a book I'm I'm reading now that I absolutely will recommend, and it's great for entrepreneurs. It's not a business book though, but it's more of a an introspection book. It's called The Second Mountain. Okay. And it really it really talks about you get to a point in life where, you know, the, the, and Ray Dalio talks about this. Another great book for entrepreneurs called Principles. There's these three stages of life. And the first stage is you're kind of dependent. You grow up with your family of origin. You become 18. You go out into the world. Then there's the second stage of life, which is very achievement focused. Right. Maybe you get a job. You're focused on your career. Maybe you get married. You have a family. You're going up this mountain. And typically on the ascent of that first mountain, um, you know, you encounter some turbulence. In some cases, you fall off. Um, you know, you, you lose a job. You get divorced. Uh, you lose a parent. All things that happen to all of us, right? And I certainly fell off my first mountain, and that, that's usually time at life. Um, for me, it was, you know, it was right around when I was 40. We went into the Great Recession. I lost a job. You know, I quit my job. I tried to start a business. My relationship ended. All of these things happen, and you start to, you know you question the meaning and purpose behind it all. And, and you start to reflect on that and make decisions that prepare you to ascend your second mountain. And so I haven't finished the book yet. I would say I'm halfway through it, but it's just, it's a phenomenal read. So the people I'm going to Costa Rica surfing with, we're all reading this book and then we're going to talk about it during kind of this experience. And so I, that's a lot of fun. The other thing I'm a big, big fan of is, um, Pod, you know, the, just the podcast format, the audio format, what we're doing here, 
If you see me in an Uber, in an airport, on a plane, I always have my earbuds in. I'm always rolling a podcast. So I think that for me, that kind of micro learning has just been essential to, you know, staying sharp and challenging myself. So. So as you're traveling around and you're you're talking with these small business owners and you you've said you said adapt and thrive you've you've talked about reinventing yourself all these certain these these things the the I guess the process the and you because you also do business consulting as well that it's just kind yeah. of giving people the actual practical tools to be able to execute on because it, <laughs> it all sounds great in theory but it's it's what is the actual how do I get it going. It's everybody's talking about it right now, but what do you like? It's it's the small thing just to put it in gear. Yeah, I mean, and and it's different. It's different for everybody, you know. Some some small business owners have issues with sales growth. Some have issues with you know delivery and protecting their margins. Others have you know. So there's, I mean, it's different across the board. Are, but yeah, I w- is there is there a, is there a, a an exercise or is there anything that you're doing to helping people kind of discover what that one thing is that they need to really focus on, or are you finding that people know what it is they just don't have the focus or energy to to go? No, I, I, I would I would say it's a combination of both. I mean, if I was doing if I was doing a deep deep dive consulting engagement, I mean, we would we just we would start with quantitative and qualitative research right so we would come in and do some do some assessment work and some analysis work um both you know on the numbers the history the trajectory we conduct some interviews potentially talk to a few clients and then i think we'd get get a pretty clear picture of you know the challenges and the opportunity um specific to that business and then make some strategic recommendations but I, you know, I think a great exercise for any owner, a small business owner, is decide what you want. You know, get clarity around where you want to be um, five years from now. And I, great exercise, and this helped me too, was wake up on a Wednesday five years from now and tell me about your perfect day. Hmm. Color it up. Where are you? How are you spending your time? Who's with you? What does it smell like? What does it feel like in your body? Um, you know, how do you carve your time? Who'd you have breakfast with? Who'd you have dinner with? Paint that up for me. And and t- when you get that kind of clarity, it, when you know where you're going, you can take just dead aim and, and you have a much better chance of getting what you want. So many people just kind of go through the motions and they deal with the crisis of the moment and they want, they want to be here, but two years they drift way over here and there's this massive gap between the business and life they want and the business and life they have. And I, I'd like to think that some of our work and ideas help people close that gap. So it's, it's trying to find that vision of what the future looks like so that you can figure out a path to get there. Cause a lot of times we, we're short sighted and we're just dealing with the, the here mm-hmm. and now. Well, you know, what do you want? Well, I want a healthy business and I, I want more time for my family. Well, that's just, that's too vague. You know, what's a healthy business and what would it take to have a healthy business and how much is enough? And, and then you have to have a plan to, to get there and you can't have everything, right? So, you know, and, and you have to be realistic on what's possible given where you are today and confront the reality of the situation. And uh, so, you know, those are all, all things I think we help small business owners and entrepreneurs think about. So it's easy. It's easy 
to go through the motions. It's easy to continue to do today what you've done every day for the last five years. That's easy. Disrupting yourself and setting a path for change and being intentional about it is hard. And that's the difference. Uh, that's very, very true. On the small business side, uh, talking about what are some things that you're doing specifically with small business? Any any extra kind of special type things that you're dealing with there? Yeah, I would I would say two two things. I mean, I think one thing that we've helped small business owners do is un- understand their customers better and, and showing them the path to doing that. I mentioned the client advisory board. You know, my background is in advertising where we would conduct focus groups. We've got a pretty good research partner, so we're able to do pretty specific quantitative and qualitative research and, and help a small business kind of assess their their situation. I'll do a I'll do executive retreats with with leaders inside a small to mid-sized business, even large organizations, where through our process up front, we're able to go in and teach an executive team, business owners, things about their business, their culture, their customers that they did not know. And you know, that that level of insight is is very useful. So that's one thing. The second thing, and I say this a lot, is that particularly in a small business, sales is medicine. You know, when you have revenue coming in, that is the recipe and cure for a lot of problems. And it's one of the biggest barriers that I see with entrepreneurs is they might have a great idea. They might be particularly innovative. They might be tech savvy. But the the whole idea of client acquisition is a challenge. If if you haven't done it, if that's not your background, it's hard. So I think giving people a a, a bit of a process discipline around go-to-market strategy is also very, very useful for most small businesses. And you mentioned before we, we started <laughs> recording uh, that you're doing a, a kind of a special series uh, of, of kind of small conferences for small business leaders as well. Yeah, it's a, a series that's put on by J.P. Morgan Chase, Chase Bank, and it's um, their Business Insight Seminar Series. We're doing 20 cities. It's geared towards small business owners, so it's typically clients that come from their banking practice or potential clients. Uh, and uh, I'm doing a, a one-hour talk in that series called um, The Culture Imperative, how, how culture and customer obsession is the catalyst for small business growth. So we talk about the relationship between culture and customer experience and leveraging those things as a catalyst to grow your small business. So it's been a lot of fun. We're getting great feedback and Chase has been a great partner. Yeah, that's that's exciting. That's a it's a pretty big deal to work with them and a great opportunity yeah. for you. Yeah, it's been a great it's been a great partnership. Your website has a lot of resources on it. Uh, people it that does. can can go there can you talk talk a little bit about that how they can find more information about you and and those resources that are available. Yeah, the the website is ryanestes.com and so we've got a research section our, our new ebook adapt and thrive is available for free download i think that would be useful um, for any any small business owner on the call and then we we're regularly updating content on our blog which you can access via the home page and then our youtube channel is a pretty robust channel with video content we've got over 100 educational videos all it's all available for free so well, I, I can tell you that, uh, one, you're an exciting individual to watch at a keynote and, and a lot of valuable information. So there's, there's one thing about having an exciting storyteller or an exciting person to give a keynote, but if it's just fluff and there's not actually anything to take away, then it's, 
it's not as relevant, obviously. I can tell you from my personal experience, I've, I, I was able to easily reference back three pages of notes that I took, and they were actually things that coming back – Again, the challenge that I mentioned earlier, what are you going to do at 801? How are you actually going to implement a couple of these things was a really big, uh, really big game changer for, for me and for our business as well. So uh, very cool um, to, to be able to have this conversation with you and really cool to be able to uh, get some, some, some uh, introspect to what you're doing right now. So uh, once again, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule. It's, it's really cool. Uh, wish you the best learning how to surf. That seems <laughs> thank you, <laughs> and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to chat with you very uh, again in the near future. Appreciate it, Chad. It was great, man. Thanks for having me on. For those of you who uh, are watching or listening for the first time, we have got close to 50 episodes available on our podcast. You can check them all out at lockdoc.net slash podcast. Um, you can see everything there, video and audio form. Make sure you subscribe to all of the podcast channels or wherever that you're watching or listening to this um, so that you can get all the updates as we release them every Tuesday at 9 a.m. So once again, Ryan, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time here on the Coffee Break Podcast. To learn more about the topics discussed today and to connect with us online to hear all of the episodes available, visit lockdoc.net slash podcast. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. The Coffee Break Podcast is brought to you by LockDoc Security. We'd love to connect with you online on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Just search L-O-C-D-O-C-I-N-C.